A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Alrighty, folks, it's the Pro Hitter, Rob DiPietro, at Dead Pro Hitter on Twitter. Welcome back to the Pro Hitter Podcast. This will be your weekly main event rundown for the player trends and the new ads and drops for the main event. Um, and we'll go through the overall standings with Todd Whitestone, who joins me on this podcast every week to review his article on spstreamer.com, which is a free read every week. And he goes through the player movement in the main event and also the overall standings to discuss um, any shifts in um, not only the overall standings but um, in specific stat categories this week he goes into details on runs and where you need to be right now to be 80th percentile in runs for the overall and um, helps you guide you to where you should be in your league for certain stats so it's a highly recommended read Hope you guys get on that and uh, support Todd. He puts in a lot of work onto that article, and uh, he does a good job, um, for sure. Um, yeah, um, hope everyone is doing well and pay attention to the baseball landscape. Um, yeah, a lot of things changing um, offensively. Obviously, tons of different reasons for that, but um, do your due diligence to make sure you just take a snapshot of the last two weeks compared to the rest of the season, um, the first half of the season, and just put up whatever metrics that you kind of like to look at and you know kind of get into um, to evaluate your players. Make sure you put them together for the full season and for like the last 14 games or however long you want to do, and um, you can go back to the exact date specifically when they said they were going to stop banning the sticky substance and just try to get a feel for you know what's changing and what kind of players may be able to uh, help you within the changes in the landscape or fantasy. So. Um, just make sure you do that um, as well as just make sure you look at your teams constantly. I think um, I think I talked about it a lot, but you're constantly looking at Fab and the next thing forward. And you know, do, do your due diligence and look at your team and be honest with yourself about the, the players on your on your own team. You know, just um, I think a lot of people struggle with maybe who to drop each week. Um, or maybe if you don't, fine, that's cool too. But, but just make sure you uh, just doing those those things weekly, checking out your your team and um, what you can gain on the wire for sure. So, uh, with that being said, um, Baseball HQ has announced that their first pitch Arizona is back on this season, and uh, I know a bunch of people who are heading there, and I'm heading there. To, so I'm pretty excited um, to you know meet up with anyone who's going. Um, it's gonna be fun meeting everybody. So, if anyone listens to this podcast and uh, is going, um, you know, DM me on Twitter. Uh, hope to see everyone there and meet everyone. Um, you know, really get some face-to-face time with uh, so many of my, you know, co-colleagues and fellow industry um, men and women who, you know, put in a lot of time to, uh, you know, um, advise everyone and put out content. So uh, it's going to be fun. So really looking forward to that. So here's the podcast. Me and Todd, I won't bore you no longer. Peace. Yeah, okay.
All righty, folks. Welcome back to the Pole Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob DiPietro, the Dead Pole Hitter. I'm here with Mr. Todd Whitestone. Todd, how are you doing today? Okay, Rob. How are you today? Doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. The Mets are uh, just hit a game time home run um, on Hater in the bottom of the seventh, and pretty okay. quick. Jose Peraza. It's crazy, right? Jace Peterson goes yard off of the Grom, um, and uh, Jose Peraza goes yard off of Hater. It's just, uh, it's funny. This slap kind of hitters get a piece of the best pitchers in the league, uh, yeah, and give it a ride. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It just got, um, I just that just happened live as we uh, just wow. hit the record button. So, okay. um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, just um, you know got through the this weekend of uh, fabbing um, through the holiday weekend I made a promise to myself to get it started earlier this week and I did I started my whole process two days earlier than I normally do and I gotta tell you it was really good Sunday I actually literally just watched the games unfold and tweaked uh-huh. and and it felt great it felt I, I really <laughs> have to hold myself to do this like this more often because um on Sunday, I was actually able to relax, um, go out, uh, you know, to a family function and oh, um, nice. not be so, you know, have it in the back of my mind. Um, went home to take care of my dogs. My wife stayed with her family and boom, I just literally just read the news, read like looked the box scores and retweaked a couple of things. And I was like, wow, this this is really good. I wasn't scrambling all day. I, I didn't spend all my day Sunday doing it. So that's the new me, Todd. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the new me, and I gotta you know hopefully yeah yeah I, I'm I, gonna start it tonight. Um, later on, I'm gonna get into it. Uh, you know, uh, download my free agents of each league. Um, yep. go go through that whole process. Try to eyeball my lineup. Um, next week a little bit. Um, and start to get a head start on you know maybe. Um, I know with the three game week, one one series is four games. You know, try to maybe line up, uh, you know, some pit, some some relief pitchers maybe, so you don't get, uh, you know, some dead zeros of pitchers not starting on that short week. But um, yeah, so I'm gonna try to do this continuously going forward because it really it really made a difference. I felt like in what I was able to process on Sunday instead of trying to do too much. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's better when you're making adjustments rather than just doing the beginning of the analysis. Yeah, I would. You know, I, I, what I do is I, I, I'm constantly adjusting it, but I told you, I I just put everybody in for $1 and try to get the priority straight. Right. Who I'm dropping. And then the very last thing I do is put in the dollar amounts. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the move. That's definitely smart to just get a list of, you know, just a, uh, a buck and uh, throw some guys into a list and um, really, you know, attack it and add some, add some dollar figures. Uh, so let's talk about your article this week on spstreamer.com. Uh, you went back to the target 5,000 and this time it was about the runs. So, and not those runs, but the runs you score <laughs> at home plate. Uh, so again, give us a breakdown of your article, Todd, and what you found. Sure, sure. So runs, as Rob, as you know, is a key category because it's so correlated with all the other offensive statistics. You have RBIs, you have homers, you have batting average, and even steals is somewhat related to runs scored. Um, So I I looked at uh, the runs, and what I found was that runs are uh, 
eight and a half percent lower in the full season as of July 1st um, compared to uh, uh, 2019. And then I wanted to find out, well, does that mean that main event fantasy owners are, are also looking at an 8.5% drop? And the answer was no, they're only down 6%. So because we're rostering the best offensive players as a, as a group, then uh, those guys are not down as much as the MLB as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the target 5,000, uh, which gets you to uh, 5,000 points if you get 500 in runs and everything else, uh, last uh, 2019, rather, it was 1141. And right in, on July 1st, it was 528 and a half. And for the full season this year, because it's 6%, lower than 2019, you need 1,072. So you do need less to get the target that you need. And uh, maybe that makes some people feel better that are lagging a little bit um, from what they expected. Nice. Um, I just uh, wrote, wrote down prior to the podcast, my runs for my team is 575 and 579 in my two main event week. So I'm slightly ahead of the pace, right? Well, yeah, you're doing well. And uh, now, again, this was July 1st, so I would imagine that the target 5,000 would be in the 530s or maybe 540, but you're at the 570s is really good. So right. that, that's, uh, that's, that's the territory you want. And my, my main events, um, two, two of the leagues, uh, I'm doing well, and the one we're in together, my offense is falling apart. So that's yeah. uh, what happened? Nameless. <laughs> uh, anyway, the other two are doing fine. So yeah, um, I think that's what you need because it's really hard to make up the runs category because everybody that's that's rostering good offensive players is moving ahead each week. So you've got to really uh, pound it to, to catch up. Right. And, you know, there's one thing about I love looking at your chart. Um I think I've mentioned it before is sometimes we're just, you know, all, all, you know, looking at fab and um, like these, these little short snips of, of statistics and metrics and uh, you know, stack cast and whatever. And, you know, we forget about the good old baseball card, like just look at, you know, the actual leaders, you know, and it's cool just seeing, you know, one, one, it, just looking at the list, it's like, wow, you know, this, some, these guys are, are kicking butt. And then also, it's also like, wow, the 66 and 58, like, it's kind of a reminder of how far we are into the season and kind of yeah. makes me a little sad <laughs> because so much of baseball has passed already, you know, yeah. and um, it's, you know, it's sad. It's like only half left, but um, obviously yeah, it's, it's just cool to look at the, the list. Um, and, you know, obviously you have your, you know, your known guy at the top, Bichette, Guerrero, Acuna, Tatis, um, and then, right. you know, uh, Jose Altuve is, is, is fifth with 59 runs. That's, you know, that was um, awesome to see in Carlos, Hooray, right below him at 58 runs. Yep. So, you know, yep. obviously, you know, just a reminder how good those two, you know, are. Um, Hooray, you know, with being able to stay healthy this year. Um, so it's uh, it's nice. And then we get a whole little pocket here of uh, Jake Cronenworth, Chris Taylor, Mark Connor. Um, you know, it's really just a reminder too about how good those middle picks are in the draft. You know, pick 160 to 220, where you can really, yeah. um, you know, 
uh, get safe picks there, you know, that can carry your team. Um, and those picks have been, you know, have returned a whole bunch of value for the, their owners for sure. Yep. There's been, as of July 1st, Rob, there were 22 players with 50 or more runs scored. And I, I don't know about you, but I was, I have Bichette on one team and I know he's been doing well, but I didn't, if you had said before I looked at this, who's the league leader and run scored, I wouldn't have guessed Bichette probably. Um, yeah. At, at that yeah. moment, I'm not sure about right today, but at that moment he had 66 and he was uh, two ahead of Vladimir Guerrero with 64. So yeah, um, yeah very solid list for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then even the team side, you know, you, I like how you have it correlated too. You get to look at some of the teams who are yeah, I, um, leading. I the teams and, and I didn't, again, maybe you had a good idea of this, but I didn't, I knew the Astros had a very good offense, but I didn't realize at that, on that day, they had 454 runs and the Red Sox who were second at 410. So that's a pretty huge gap Yeah, for, between the first and second place team. They're, there are four teams over 400 as of that date. The other two are Toronto and the Dodgers, 403 and 402. Um, so, yeah, the teams, the team context is, is very important, as you've mentioned before. You, you know, you can't roster even good players on lousy teams and expect them to be scoring tons of runs. That's a very good point, and I think that's why the chart is so useful. Um, and just maybe bringing up, uh, you know, um, a simple runs run per game per team, you know, and, and just to keep that in mind when you, like you said, you're fabbing and and you got a guy who maybe you're looking at, and maybe just take a quick peek at that, you know, um, yep. things like that. Line is like, you know, you only take a second look. Like, you know, if it's if it's, I think I'm guilty of that sometimes too, and like the thoughts in my head to do something, but I'm already doing too much. And I'm like uh, trying to tell myself, just stop and look if you really think it's going to, you know, be helpful to you. To look and, all the time. You just, yeah. once in a while, just remind yeah, once, yourself. Right. Right. Um, like, like for example, the twins, the twins are 13th in run scored and they're having a terrible season. Um, but I think it's mostly because of the pitching. It's not because of the hitting so much. Right. So, right. Um, the Twins are actually scoring runs. And did you know that there's only four major league teams with a worse winning percentage than the Minnesota Twins? I actually did know that, Todd. That's funny you said that because um, I'm doing a podcast this week where <laughs> um, with Michael Richards, um, the prospect guy, and uh -huh. we're actually going through teams um, uh, from the worst record to the best record. We're probably doing like three different pods. Um, we don't make them too long. And we're going through like possible free agents, possible, um, um, sorry, possible trades for guys on those teams and some prospects that might come up and that that can help in redraft but not like we're going through the not so known prospects so we're trying to like dig deep and maybe point out a couple guys on each team that might be able, that might have the uh, ability to call up and maybe give uh -huh. give a little help so um starting in that in reverse order yeah i i did know that actually when i wrote them that i had a little notepad and i started writing the team down i'm looking at the records and i said holy shit like <laughs> can't expect them to write them down like that early in the list you know yeah, exactly so, exactly yeah, I, yeah. I, I was surprised i mean the teams below them are i think i can remember pittsburgh arizona texas and baltimore Right. Correct. And, yep. Uh, and those teams, I think you're not too surprised about. No. Although, 
Arizona's maybe been worse than everybody thought, but but besides that, I, I think uh, the Twins being fifth worst of all is just still somewhat surprising. Very surprising. That's definitely for sure. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed looking at this side by side. Um, you know, it, it's helpful. There's so many little things that I think you forget to do from time to time. And that's definitely one of them, I think, just to look at the over, overall leaderboard, you know, and just to yep. get the big, big picture of things instead of um, always uh, micro um, snapshotting everything, you know, and we're thinking in like periods of uh, seven days or sometimes even Monday through Thursday, you know, right. well, not sometimes, a lot of times. So, yeah, um, yeah so, um, so we had a little dip in the average winning bid um, per, per bid this week from the, yep previous week went down about three dollars and 80 cents um so i think that's kind of what we you were talking about last week you you thought that it would kind of be this amount last week um and we had a little bit of a surprise rise last week but we're down back into that low teen number exactly it was 13 bucks per bid and since uh people are getting a little less than two players it was 21.90 per team and teams have spent uh an average of 732, which leaves them 268 of fab left. Again, this for the average team. So that for the last 12 periods, these guys have $22.33 if they're right on the average. Nice. Very nice. Um, who did you uh, bid on this week, Todd? Who did you uh, go for in the main events? Okay, so in the mains, I did try to get Ranger Suarez, but I didn't get him in any of the mains. I think I got him in a couple of other leagues, but um, I did get, uh, let's see, I'll, I'll tell you who I did get. I got um, one, there was one league where Jaron Duran was available. Whoa. And I, yeah, and he, he, I remember that he was drafted in this league, and so we, we picked him up for $14. We dropped your mean Mercedes, which who's uh, again, not working out last month or so for us. Um, and then also um, we got Jake Fraley for- Taylor. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you yeah. got, I just looked it up. He, and so he was available in only one league. He, he's owned in all the other leagues, right? No, I think he, he's not even uh, on the, 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 the list. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because that's right. If he hasn't been drafted, that's what I meant to say. I wonder if it's yeah. in the leagues that he was available in, he has to be rostered, though. I would be assuming. Yeah. yeah. I, I, right. This, right. It might be the only main event league where he was even drafted. Right. Right. Got one it. Of the last main event leagues. And I think this owner thought, well, he's going to get an early call up. And I remember, I didn't even remember that so clearly, Rob, but I, I did remember when he dropped him. This goes back to your advice about trying to scan the drops. And uh, I told uh, my partner, James Anderson, I was thinking of picking him up and he said, that's fine. It's still not guaranteed when they're gonna call him or anything, but um, I think he's a good hold for the next two or three weeks. Uh, the, the Red Sox might pick him up uh, into their uh, major league roster. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised at how cheap he got him for. I think, I think that's what um, I'm very shocked. Like, well, I think, I think if he was available in in my league to be bid on, I, I think I would have been. Well, I you think remember, I Rob? He was sitting there for a few weeks, 
there was the only news about him was that he was going to play for the Olympics. Right, right. And and then then if you scan by like games played or at bats, you're not going to find it. Um, so except for that other owner that had him, I'm not sure a lot of guys realize. It. So anyway, I we, we were willing to bid 14 to get try to get him, and we did get him, and nobody bid against us. Um, so, so the other That's guys nice. we picked up were Jake Fraley for Taylor Ward for 21. Okay. This, this is a different league. I'm now in a second main event league. Uh, we have Chapman, rolled as Chapman, so we picked up Chad Green for uh, a, just a, a reliever, middle reliever. We had Jose Alvarez, not, um, not the Philly pitcher, the San Francisco pitcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was for 11 because we wanted to protect Chapman. A little bit and then the league where you and i are in together let's see did i get anyone this is a, a sad story you got chad green also in that chad league. green also yeah uh, dropped cullen McHugh. that was the only guy i think i added in that league yeah i think it, i think the green pick is, uh, is is solid because um even even if he doesn't scoop up a save like if if, if it just goes right back to chapman um it, it wouldn't do harm if you put him in and you got right. a couple of good innings out of him this week right. you know yeah and at that point it's probably what McHugh was serving but now you got a chance at a save if 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 chapman either is a mess or they just you know, don't give them the next one, you know? Right. And I think actually the Yankees and Red Sox play one more game on the shortened week than the other teams. Right. So, they do. So if, if we want to put green in our lineup, then he, and let's even say Chapman gets a save the first day, maybe green comes in the next day. I like it. I, I, I like that forward uh, thinking, thinking move right there. Um, I didn't do enough of looking to that little short week this week, but uh, I had my eyes on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in our league, I, I went, um, I got McGill for 44 bucks. Um, the, uh-huh. the runner up was 18 and I dropped David Peterson, met for Met there. And uh, yep. Edwin Diaz just hit Christian Yellick with a pitch with the bases loaded to score a run. That's wonderful. Um, <laughs> and then I also picked up Ranger Suarez uh, for 23 bucks. The backup bid okay. was 15. So squeeze him in there. I dropped Archie Bradley. Um, uh, so, and it's, it's crazy because in, in this league, Todd, I picked up Ranger Suarez uh, three weeks ago on June 13th, picked him up um, at the same time I had picking up uh, Seth Lugo. And I was uh, went a week um, where I didn't try to speculate on saves, but just, you know, try to get a good arm in there for some relief wins. Right, and, sure. um, and then I was thinking about keeping Suarez because uh, things started to get a little crazy and the pen, but it didn't just didn't look like he was going to be the preferred route. Right. But then obviously Bradley and Colorado showed how terrible they were. And, <laughs> um, and Suarez is, you know, just keep pitching well. And, uh, you know, Tori, uh, Tori, uh, had mentioned his name, um, recently too, as, uh, you know, if, uh, if he's available, he's going in. So, uh, I kind of like that little vote of confidence and hopefully, sure. I mean, he uh, looked good in that one save that chance he did get, he, I was watching the game and he looked very good. Of course, it was just one outing, but he, he was really hitting his spots. Yeah, and 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 you know that's kind of thing about him. It um, it doesn't look like he's going you know uh, going to blow the world you know all the world uh, no. on fire, but with his stuff. But um, it's it's solid and it's playing pretty well. Uh, so 
And, uh, you know, the thing with just having the role, you know, and you don't have to be the best skilled, uh, you know, but if you have the role, it's, it's, it's huge. So um, I kind of like enough with, and I think there's some numbers that might regress a little bit. There's some things that uh, are, I guess, are a little bit, a little, you know, above the norm. I think his left on base percentage is 90%. Right. Um, right. And, but, you know, uh, if it, like I said, as long as he's effective and can still close out games, um, I need a, I need a little ride. I maybe need a little boost and save. So I'm hoping he's the guy. Um, you know, I'm down to 193 bucks in this league. So uh, I really went heavy for McGill. I, um, I needed another pitcher. Um, huh? Manoa had really helped me um, make my pitching, you know, boost. Um, and I had 23 and a half points in pitching on May 9th um Todd and oh. came came a long way I think uh in 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 you know and getting my team to compete and and overall so uh Manoa helped that for sure and I'm hoping McGill um can help that as well uh, I I really liked uh what I saw from him in the two starts against the Braves um yeah. thought he was pretty impressive and seeing a team twice uh pretty you know, a really good offensive team. Um, he's given up a little bit too much home runs, but um, the swinging strike on the changeup is pretty sh- crazy. Um, I've been recently like diving into like vertical attack angle for pitchers and the horizontal attack angle, um, just like trying to learn more about it. And um, when I happened to look it up on Alex Chamberlain's leaderboard, like he had like one degree difference on his changeup compared to the league average. So it was actually flatter than, than, than normal. So I don't know if it's just the visual uh, expectancy of that pitch doing what, it, what, it does, what it normally doesn't do that fooling the hitters on the swinging strike. It doesn't look like the best changeup, but it's working for him. And, um, and the, and the fastball is playing up and um, kind of really, you know, really liked what I saw from him Um in the zone, you know, he's got an 80 and a half zone contact. Um, and, you know, not like uh, uh, the, I don't really guide my every move with a projection, but Steamer loves him. And uh, it's pretty interesting, you know, when you just um, take a peek at the other pitchers as they're getting called up or the other prospects and just keeping an eye on that. And, um, you know, when you see one that's like three, six for the rest of the season, it kind of pops in your head a little bit. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I agree. I yeah. Agree. So, um, you know, I'm pretty excited for him. Um, you know, he's a big guy. I think he's uh, going to take the ball and just kind of get into that fifth, sixth inning, give you a chance for a win. They, you know, the Mets, the Mets team ERA at home is like one eight. Um, it's just, you know, they got one of the best parks to pitch in right yeah. now. And yeah. So um, I, I run heavy for him in both of my leagues. Uh, McGill and my second main I got him for uh 50 54 um mm-hmm. and let's see I just lost my page real quick uh let me find it real quick but yeah um and actually another guy before I find this um that I went heavy with was um Orlando Garcia uh I kind mm-hmm. of yeah I I bit the um see, oh yeah 52 I got him for 52 in the in my second main event um and I dropped Peterson in that one as well uh Picked up Solcer, dropped second rider, uh, picked up Miggy. I liked his matchups this week, um, kind mm-hmm. of swinging a good bat. And uh, I need a power. So it's just like one of those pickups, too, where trying to prioritize, you know, really focus on making those small gains in, in yeah. homers, you know, where you need it. Um, I yeah. dropped Kevin Newman for him because that was a wasted Monday to Thursday 
um, you know, in cores matchup that I was going for at middle infield and it didn't work out. Um, and again, this league, uh, Orlando Garcia, I dropped Chad McCormick for him and um, picked up Mike Myers on the Angels for, for uh, three bucks. And I dropped Archie Bradley. And my thinking here was funny because I noticed how Iglesias was really, um, you know, he pitched five innings last week and they used him every yep. single day. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, maybe I could, you know, sneak him in and get a save on Monday, you know. And then I had kind of read something too that they weren't, they, they said he wasn't necessarily moved out for Monday, Iglesias, which I thought was pretty crazy. And he did. He picked up the save last night again, Iglesias. Uh, so um, amazing. There's, Just, there's, there's always a chance that uh, Iglesias could get traded too. Right, right. And I kind of like Maya's stuff anyway to like, you know, maybe have a, a next in line guy. Hopefully I can uh, hold on long enough if, if he might be that next guy, you know, but who knows? There'll be, you know, he'll be, it'll come that moment and Steve Shisek will get like all the saves. Yeah. I just yeah, know that. It's just, it's just a chance. And there's no yeah. guarantees of course. Right. Right. Exactly. So that was my fabbing in the main event. Uh, like I said, I, I have a little bit of a crush on Orlando Garcia right now. He, 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 I mean, I know he's, he's like, you could say he should have done this or was expected to do it, but he ripped up, uh, to minor leagues and he actually had a little surprise uptick in um yep. in performance last year uh at the end of the season and it kind of he didn't um bridge it into um a staying role anywhere uh, with the brewers or the braves at the start of the season but um i i like what he did i was watching some some tape from his 2018 2019 swings and one of the things that it looked like he was doing was like he was going up with his hands instead of back so he wasn't loading back he was loading up and um okay. from what i know about you know batting um and the stuff that i've read and dug into is that like when you um go up you have a tendency to chop down on the way down and not like swing through the ball powerfully and he said he worked on doing that you know, traveling more toward, um, so the, uh, the back of his, uh, toward the umpire and, um, swing that way. And, you know, um, there was some like noticeable differences in his swing and he was staying in the ball. So, um, yeah, I, I'm still hoping for like a, a little bit of speed and, um, more power than we've seen from him in his previous, uh, go around the major league. Uh, he got yeah. off to a good start. He got, he's, uh, he's got five RBIs this week and I started him in both leagues. So I'm pretty excited to get a home run. So nope, I'm hoping nope, this nope. could be better than my Chad Pinder stab for uh, the same price uh, <laughs> a couple months right, ago. That's right. and, it's, and it's left fielder Orlando Garcia, not uh, shortstop. Right, right. And that was another thing I thought maybe, hey, you know, if this guy does stick on, he'll have shortstop eligibility and he'll gain outfield. Um, so who knows? Um, yep. Hopefully it's more than a one week love affair with uh, Orlando Garcia. Good game, a good game. <laughs> Yeah, oh, why not? Um, so let's go down the list. Uh, we already mentioned Ranger Suarez. He was um, picked up in 41 of the main event leagues uh, for a high price of 73, um, for a median price 28. Um, yeah, this just looks like uh, we mentioned might be the next man in the uh, the Philly bullpen. Um, and not that we trust Joe Girardi really managing it well, but um, yeah, I mean, I think if anyone needed a good shot in the arm for saves, he was the go-to guy this week for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. There was uh, Suarez and the next guys were Gavin Sheets, who's kind of the uh, taking the Mercedes role in Chicago right. uh, with the White Sox. There's Jace Peterson, who's 
filling in for Colton Wong, basically, um, in Milwaukee. And then Heath Hembry, who was one of the people that were possible save candidates in Cincinnati. Um, and, uh, you know, so there was a lot of movement on the closer front, uh, which was yes. later. But I, I tried to list some of the guys that were dropped that were picked up just a week or two or three ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, the guys picked up for, for closing purposes were Ranger Suarez, Heath Hembry, uh, Chad Green sort of as a backup. Right. Uh, right. Cole, you get you. Cole, Cole mm-hmm. Salter in Baltimore and uh, Scott Barlow for Kansas City. Yep, and even a little bit of Soria love back again, too, um, in the league yes. that he was chopped last weekend, yep. uh, for sure. Um, and out of this group, were you in on any of these uh, closers? Yeah, sure. I had him in some waterfalls, uh, not so much Hembry. I wasn't a big believer. I did have Green, as as I mentioned. Solser I have on a couple leagues already, so I didn't add him further. Um, Barlow is the guy that's interesting to me. Um, there were some bigger bids on him than some of the other guys, even though he wasn't added in as many leagues. Right, um, right. He, yeah, there was um, he had seven, high of seventy five. Yeah, he had more yeah. more dollars spent, and you know he's he's got the good better numbers. The question is, is Matheny going to actually use him as a closer? That's the thing that kept me from really going after him, is because I just don't trust Matheny even less than Girardi, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, it's very true. You know, I, I, I just don't think Matheny thinks about what he's going to do till it's, uh, you know, one one out away from bringing in a new guy. Uh, I think at one point, Mike, maybe we should just use team bullpens. <laughs> that would be fine. That would be fine. <laughs> you know, just like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be bidding on the teams. Yeah. Like team kicker uh, in football, team kicker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah, like you said, um, just over here digesting as much information as we can, you know, like in trying to determine who we think might be the next man up, you know, and there's so many closer grids out there. There's so many people on top of, you know, the bullpens and, you know, uh, you know, you yeah. really got to try to do your best in picking up the news um, and, and not, your, you know, like the physical newspaper, um, just, uh, <laughs> you know, glancing at the news and, um wherever you get your team updates from, whether it be MLB.com or The Athletic or just Googling it, um, just make sure you read between the lines and you can, you know, I think sometimes even that can get skewed, right? Because you're not really? necessarily, because the, the coach isn't necessarily telling the truth anyway. So no, they I don't think, know, or they don't right, know, Rob. Right, it's, uh, you know, we're just doing our best to absorb what we can, looking at ratios and snapshots. It's like last two weeks and, uh, you know, who, who came in when and who, who faced the heart of the order and, you know, right. who's, who's hitting and um, who comes in in low, uh, low leverage and high leverage. It's really, it's really wild. It's just really takes up so much of my time for fab every weekend. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, so look at the drops that I listed and other people can, can glance at this article for, I just thought it was interesting. I was able to list, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 pitchers that were dropped that were picked up for the purpose of getting saves at some point. And wow. uh, they were dropped in anywhere from two to 23 leagues. And they're all different types of guys. There are guys from Hector Neris who 
really had to close a job for a while to guys that sort of never had it. Like uh, Brad Brock was dropped, you know, Gregory Soto was dropped, you know, Michael Fulmer has heard all kinds of guys being dropped. And it's just, it's just crazy to think how much fab is being spent on just that one position. It really is. And if um, anyone listening um, got a chance to check out Vlad Sedler's article on Fantasy Guru on closers, he did a really deep dive on closers and the amount of capital that uh, being poured into it through fab. And it's really wonderful. Um, it's on fantasyguru.com. If anyone doesn't fo- uh, follow Vlad, definitely should do that. He's a, a phenomenal person and also just a, a, a really sharp fantasy player, but he writes, you know, the, um, the fab articles that everyone really loves. And he, uh, every now and then too, he has um, an article that he does dives in on a specific stat. Um, one time he did leadoff hitters um, and the value they bring to the table. Um, and this one was really cool, really awesome read. And it's uh, highly recommended if anyone doesn't have that uh, sub and you can afford it for sure. Just uh, head to the site and definitely, I know that, that, uh, that, I don't know if you read it, Todd, but it, it was really eye-opening. No, I didn't, I, I mean to do it, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah. It's really, it's really fascinating article um, for sure. So uh yeah, you know, you talked about all uh, possible, you know, we're just speculating and those guys just get recycled throughout, you know, yeah. the fabs in and out, you know, Bradley's dropped and Fry and Neris and Stalmont and Alvarado, you know, it's like you said, all these guys and it's just, uh, it's just a carousel of closers and, you know, whenever anyone hits um, one or two of them, it's just, it's such a big move maker, you know, it's such a big differentiator and especially if your league is tight with saves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the one guy that was on this list that I really think still could have a share of the closer job is Hansel Robles. He was dropped in five leagues. uh, And I do believe that he's got a 50% hold on the saves in Minnesota, albeit you and I were talking about how poorly they're playing, but still, um, he could get some saves for you if he was dropped in the league that uh, one of the listeners is in. Right, right. I guess with him, um, it's almost like you want to roster a player that can give you some better ratios, you know, than <laughs> than him. You know, like it's at at some point that one four whip is 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 going to dig into your team a little bit. And I don't know. I just get agita watching him. It's it's. I'd rather I'd rather have a guy like you know Cole Solso. I think it's a much better pitcher. Um, and it can give you way better stats and, and with uh, maybe a, well, I was going to say maybe a worse team, but they're not that far apart. The, the, the twins and the Orioles. That's true. Um, that's true. They're, uh, they're yeah. both pretty bad, but uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely have as good a chance of winning a game as the twins the way they're going. Right. Right. I wonder with um, they do going forward because Robles is a free agent next year. So who sees if he's a guy that's on the move to a, a contending team, you know, sure. for some pieces. Uh, and so maybe maybe there's some forward thinking, uh, you know, league owners looking to c- capitalize on that. There we go. The Mets win 4-3. Boom, boom, boom. Jeff McNeil, game-winning hit. There you oh, go. Right. And Diaz gets the win probably because he – Yes. He, he Oh, that's great. Let's go, Mets. Team got some magic to it. I'm just telling you, Todd. All right. All right. No, you know, no, no, no. I'm excited. Tyler McGill, baby, for president. All right. Um, 
Yeah, so let's get into some of the, oh, let's talk about the Coliseum. Let's step into the Coliseum. Coliseum. Yes. Bring them in, Todd, one by one. One by one, the gladiators show up and most of them get carried out on their shield, but... Yeah, you know, Russell Crowe uh, is in the is in the ring right now, slaying all these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the four guys from three weeks ago were Sammy Long, who uh, you know he had a little bit of a upward sign there at one start, as I remember. He got one win, but he had a six point three ERA, and he's uh, he's now injured. So I think that's a loss. Christian Arroyo didn't even play much before he went to the IL. So. That was definitely a mistake or a miss by on the part of fantasy owners. Dan Vogelbach, you know, he, again, he had one homer and then he's out for six weeks. So that definitely didn't work. But then there's one guy, Rob, you know, Colby Allard, who <laughs> really pitched very well as far as I was concerned, 23 innings, one win, 3.52 ERA, 1.04 whip. So I gave him a victory. And uh, that's our ninth guy out of 44 total players considered. Again, we're looking at the top four ads by numbers of league each week. So nine out of 44 is turns out to be 20%, which if you'd asked me before I started this, I would have thought it would have been higher than 20%, but 52% are complete no, and then there were 12 that we put in the middle, uh, that's 27%. And, and the, the thing to note that I, I keep putting into the article, Rob, is that um, the uh, some of the guys, the nine guys we gave the thumbs up to really sort of disappeared afterwards. So um, I, I'm not sure, probably if I did look at the whole group of 44 players, there might be some guys that are coming, came up later too. So I didn't want to change my approach, but I did mention that Cesar Valdez, German Mercedes and Huascar Yanoa for various reasons, even though they had a good three weeks later, uh, sort of uh, flamed out. Right, right. Good Colby Allow. Oh man, that's, uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. I've uh, been watching Colby, Colby allowed for, uh, Quite some time now. Uh, Baseball yeah, HQ yeah. is like really. I remember when he, um, Baseball HQ slapped uh, uh, one of their highest ever ratings on him um, as as a prospect guy, and I remember reading all bunch of all about him, and uh, just good to see him at least get to the level where he's being really effective consistently. So I'm happy for him there. I think a lot of people were questioning how good he would transfer back out of the relief into starting, but he's done so pretty well. Sure. Yep. Yep. So, so. All right. What do we got in the um? What do yeah, we got so in the, in the, in the in overall the, situation? The overall, uh, our friend Phil Dassault is uh, leading still, second week in a row, and uh, you know I did list also the the guys that have been number one in the overall main event standings in any particular week, and again only two of them have fallen out of the top twenty. The others are all still in there. Um, and then I did give a shout out to Phil, um, Tyler Young, and Clark Olson, who are really doing fantastic. And the number of teams that they have up there is just incredible. Um, 
they're the exception to the rule. I don't think people should measure themselves by comparing them to those guys, but it is impressive to see that uh, Clark Olson, for example, is third and fourth, and uh, Phil is first and 10th, and then their other teams are doing well even beyond that. Um, right. So that's, that's pretty amazing. And then I did uh, show the, the, the main event leagues, and um, you know there is some movement, but only five uh, teams moved someone out of first place. So okay. five new leaders out of 43 leagues, which is, it's been dropping pretty steadily uh, in terms of that. And I, I, I think that there is movement, there is, are people changing, are people catching up, but it just, if you look at it with a one week prism, it's just not going to show a lot of change. So right. um, there were five changes and then I did show the top 14 overall and who, who they were in terms of the position um, within the main event league. So it's still a very competitive contest. It's, it's fun to watch. And these are some of the best players, I think, in fantasy period. And Rob, you're on the leaderboard, buddy. You're in second place in the league that we were in. And uh, I hope to see you move up further because that team for me is uh, just dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i said i've been uh, i've been scratching and clawing in uh in that league um you know uh, just like i said on may 3rd i was in 10th and i had 73 points um so you know coming 30 points in 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 a couple months um and uh I'm pretty happy you know like i said uh, i had 20 20 pitching points and I'm up to 42. So uh, slowly, slowly grinding my way up um, yeah, yeah. and I hope to keep it going, you know, um, it's all we could do, you know, it's all I do is that, uh, but this, this practice, just looking over at, um, at these things that we talk about every week, uh, you know, the budget of your other teams, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, this week um, it was one of those situations where, you know, um, I, I kind of looked at, teams um teams around me in stats but looking at their teams right looking at their closers um are they yeah so they're they're close to you in stats you know there may be a save ahead of you or save behind you um but who do they have right you know who do they have at closers because i think that's that's that can be your next step if you're not taking that step already um you know, looking to see, okay, you know, these two guys are three saves ahead of me. I can get three points there. And you look at their roster and you're like, oh, I could definitely do this. You know, they only have one closer or they don't have a closer. Maybe they lost their closer, you know? So dive into those things and only take a second to look. um, And it can help you make your decision for how much you want to spend on a player and how much, um, you know, you can really make a move in a category. Yeah. Or who do, who do you even play uh, in your lineup? I mean, if you can play more closers, because that's the category you can make up ground, you want to know that. You don't want to just say, well, I'll just put in the regular number of starting pitchers. Right. Absolutely. For sure. Definitely. Um, yeah. So hopefully we can keep it up. But uh, it's. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm learning so much this season, first full season of playing um, NFBC, um, you know, engaging in the podcasts and interacting with um, – everyone who plays in it and it's just uh it's awesome you know like last year we only had it was only uh i i only had a short season experience and um you know this year 
uh, you know, feel like, um, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm keeping, I'm keeping the level of fun in it where I want it. And, um, you know, just trying to get better and it's awesome. Yeah. You know? I, mean, I yeah. think you and I have said this before, Rob, but I think part of the fun of it is making the decisions and you're not going to be right all the time. You just try to do a process and say, is this process working generally? Am I putting myself in a good position? And then uh, you let the chips fall, you know, and sometimes they're going to fall your way. Sometimes they're not. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to mention, Todd, before we close this out today? Remind no, everyone no. where they could find you. And uh... sure, the article is, again, it's a free article on spstreamer.com. Mm -hmm. um, and I do uh, post it in the uh, NFBC forum. So people have a link there if they want to look at it. Also, uh, you can see me on Twitter at, at Telestar7. And uh, just to mention one more time, the Discord channel on SP Streamer, 10 bucks a year, and you do interact with all the writers. Michael Simeone, who runs a great uh, operation there. And uh, no, hopefully we'll have a good week of baseball. We have a few days off, watch the Home Run Derby, and then get back at it maybe next Thursday. Right. Absolutely. Um, agree with you. Michael runs um, great, great, great website over there. He's got a bunch of wonderful new writers, um, as well as Todd, um, Josh St. Marie, Victor yep. Acantola. Um, they just, uh, you know, we have streaming catchers, uh, streaming uh, believers, streaming hitters, and uh, running. Josh is running a little um, streaming competition, daily streaming right. competition, which is pretty cool. And Discord is, yeah, definitely been, uh, you know, awesome. It's, it's, it's a lot of bunch of uh, intelligent people in there, just um, relaying yep. ideas and um, you know talking about the fantasy league. So uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, like Todd mentioned, his article's free on sbstreamer.com and uh, comes out every week. And you know. Pretty much what we're talking about here. You got a good rundown of the uh, main event and the player movement, and it could trickle down into any league you play in for sure. Absolutely. Todd, thank you for joining me again this thank week you, and uh, talk next week, buddy. Talk to you next week. Yes. All right. Cool. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in again to the Poor Hitter podcast. This is Rob DiPietro, the Dead Poor Hitter. Um, yeah. Hope everyone is having a fantastic summer and getting out into the world and doing things um, that you enjoy for sure. So, yeah. All right, everyone. Don't be a bag of shit. Peace.